wizard, Harry. Welcome to the Harry Potter Book Club for The Half-Blood Prince with Jaya Shrestha, Michael DeMauro, and I'm Sarah Tompkins. This week we talk about Chapter 17, A Sluggish Memory. We welcome a special guest to talk about potions and also my foot. And the Quizich Cup continues. Okay, now is it too? I just keep. If I keep losing, I get to keep going. Yeah, you get to do a lot. Wait, I get to go. Yeah, you get to go. Um, can I have places for one hundred? I'm trying real easy now. Mm -hmm. My face is hot. You're gonna win. It's fine. Where did Voldemort work after he graduated from Hogwarts? Borgin and Burks. Yep. I went for some for some reason my head was like Target. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I would watch that happen so much. And he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm sorry, this candle is not on sale, and he just like throws it Okay. He'd so, probably murder someone if they he would. I have met some very miserable people at Target. It would he make could sense. make so many horrible. <laughs> oh my god! But they would all be no, but they're not. Too, they'd be not like one to three dollars. They'd be I mean, like a one to three dollar bin though. If they were the one to three dollar bin though, like who knows? Or oh, the like a weird patriotic flag. Uh, the the mag magnolia. Yes. I said Mongolia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm sorry. Okay. This is going really well. The Mongolia. So. Great. Of creatures for 100, I can get to choose. Yeah, you can choose every single one. Yeah, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep troll. Uh, what magical creatures does Voldemort use to take down the Brockdale Bridge? Uh, ding, ding, ding. Yes. Giants? Yes. What the? Bridge? It was, all, it was mentors in um, the movie. In the uh, movie? Yeah. I was thinking the stupid movie, the Millennium Bridge. Bridge. Yeah, I was thinking the Millennium Bridge. Yeah. God, I think you timed out, though. I don't think you get the point. <laughs> I was thinking a movie. I'm such a visual learner. Mm. <laughs> I have to keep choosing. You're doing stuff. so good. You're okay. getting the most laughs. That's true. Yeah. You know what? I'll take it. Chapter 17, A Sluggish Memory. Christmas is canceled. <laughs> it's not. Christmas break is over and everybody has to go back to school and it sucks. It's the worst time of year. Sarah, Sarah's canceled. <laughs> um, I would never cancel Christmas, but you can cancel me. Okay, so normally, you know, they take the train home and all that stuff for Christmas this year is special because of all of the scary shit that's happening. They decided the flu network is the best way to go. Less chance of train train snatching. I don't know. Anyway. Train snatching? Mrs. They don't want to get taken. They don't want to get tooked. <laughs> Did you guys see that movie? That's how that happens. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Weasley is super not ready to be an empty nester again. She's still super sad after the whole... Percy debacle, and she hugs and she kisses everyone, and... She could have another baby. Adopt a dog! Uh, yeah, why doesn't she adopt the dog or two? That's a good question. Come on, Mrs. Weasley. Get your just, shit yeah, together. just make yourself happy. You deserve it. Your husband's not buying you Celestina Warbach or Warbeck tickets. You might as well do something for yourself. Okay, anyway, so all of the, all of the Weasley clan plus Harry end up back in Hogwarts in McGonagall's office. They're like, what up, McGoogles? And then they just walk right on through. So apparently that's where their flu network is taking them. I'm assuming that they just, your flu network is going to take you to your, like, house, uh, your head of your house's office? I don't know how this is all working, but whatever. Thanks to the fat lady's portrait, she is still recovering, apparently, from drinking, like, 500-year-old wine that did not sit right with her. Girl, I get it. 
uh, when they run into Hermione, because they didn't know the password, and obviously Hermione did. Very excited to see Hermione. Hermione gives Harry a note from Dumbledore, and it's time for another lesson, which Harry's so stoked about. Ron gets reunited with Lavender. Uh, so there's lots of uh, quote-unquote... One, one. One, one. There's lots of quote-unquote vertical wrestling. I mean, I'm glad it's not horizontal, <laughs> but still, that's a very specific visual. And everything is back to normal. Well, it sucks the vacation is over. Uh, they get a notice, a notice that it is time to start signing up for apparition lessons. Whoa! Yeah! We can apparate now uh, for 12 galleons, at least. Which seems like something they shouldn't have to pay for. It seems like something you should just be learning in school since it's a very basic wizard thing. But I, I do appreciate like the analogy that it's like driving and you have to pay for driver's ed and all that stuff. So anyway, so they're all very excited. And But if if you don't have money like the Weasleys, right. like you just don't it learn? It wasn't even... So that's the thing is Ron signed up right away. It wasn't even mentioned that... Twelve doll that that he was the twelve galleons might be more than he could afford. Like it was not mentioned. Maybe maybe the Weasleys save. They know all of the expenses for their children, and they have saved away. Everybody gets their twelve galleons for their apparition lessons, and if they fail, they have to pay for apparition lessons next time. You know, I don't know. Anyway, everyone is very stoked about being able to just like disappear and reappear somewhere else. They're all talking about how they're going to do it in front of their friends and family and. And Ron's like, yeah, but Harry's apparated before. And everyone gets really excited. And they're like, Harry, how was it? Ooh. There's always that one person who's done it before. And, like, everybody's like, oh, my God, so jealous. And then that person lies and says <laughs> it was really great. And it was not. But in this case, Harry is like, guys, it's kind of unpleasant. I really hated it. It's not going to be great. And that kind of puts a damper on it. You should have just lied. But do you, do you think it feels different apparating, like, doing sigh-along apparition versus regular life? I don't know. Like by yourself? It might, it might not. It's That's a good, a good question. question. I don't know if they ever go back to that and address it. But maybe, maybe not. Or maybe you just like, you're like, whatever. Having the ability to teleport, I would, if I could teleport, but I threw up immediately afterward, I would still do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easier. It's just like, it's a great form of transportation. Anyway, the next night, Harry has his lesson with Dumbledore. He's excited. He walks in. The pensive is waiting for him. Dumbledore's hand is still stu- super crispy. Um, yeah, crispy hand. still got that crispy hand. And um, Dumbledore, instead of getting right into the lesson, starts making small talk. And he's like, Harry, I hear you met the Minister of Magic. And Harry's like, yeah, he was a real jackass. I hate his guts. And Dumbledore, you know, asks him if he tried to to gain his favor and try to invite him over and all this stuff. And Harry's like, yeah, I really sucked. I hated it. I didn't, I said no, because they want to know where you were going and all this stuff. And I don't even know where you're going. And Dumbledore's like, yeah, they don't need to know that. You don't need to know that. Also, did you know that Cornelius Fudge tried to do the same thing while he was still minister? He tried to get on your good side, Harry, but I wouldn't let him even talk to you. And Harry's like, what? And Dumbledore says, yeah, good for you. And Harry said, yeah, I'm Dumbledore's man through and through. And he added it to his business <laughs> card. And now he's handed it out to people. Um, I don't know if he is, but he should be. Anyway, so Harry tells Dumbledore about overhearing Snape and Malfoy. I guess hoping that it's going to go better than when he told um, Mr. Weasley or when he told Lupin. And he's like, I overheard this really sketchy convo. You wouldn't believe it. And Dumbledore's like, thanks, no thanks. It's not important. <laughs> And Harry is shocked. Of course it's important. Don't you get how important this is? And Dumbledore tells him that he's super smart. Not Harry, Dumbledore. Dumbledore says, I am super smart. And I actually got more from your story than you got from your story. So there. I'm actually Damn. I'm actually glad to hear that that happened. And wow. Harry's like, what gives? Is he actually worried and he's lying to me? Or did he tell Snape to say all that stuff to Malfoy, and therefore by overhearing it, it means that he followed through on Dumbledore's order? I don't know. But Dumbledore is not giving up his cards on this one. He's just apparently just saying it's great. Um, So Harry really cannot get the Malfoy being evil thing across to anyone. Even Dumbledore, who he like trusts more than anyone. Like, Shut up! Just be quiet, God, Harry. Harry. Stop being so obsessed. Stop. Why are you so obsessed with me, Harry? Stop. Stop. Because he loves. He loves. Me. Now I get why there's all the fan. Fiction. It makes sense now. Mm-mm. Um. Anyway, 
Uh, Harry wants to argue further with Dumbledore, but Dumbledore tells him he has two memories that he needs to show Harry tonight. So they got to get started right now. Dumbledore's super talking up the second memory. The most important memory I own. You got to see it to believe it. It's super. It's like all clickbaity. And so <laughs> Harry says, okay, fine, fine, fine. What is tonight's double feature? Tom Riddle, part two. What? Yeah, we're going to learn more about Mr. Mr. Thomas Riddell. Uh, so apparently, you know, we can't see this all in the memory. Dumbledore has to give some background. If it's a good story, you can see it all in the picture. We don't need to have some background to explain it beforehand. I don't need a whole dissertation, but apparently you do. Uh, so apparently when Tom got to Hogwarts, he was... He pretty much immediately figured out, or we don't exactly know the exact timeline, but Dumbledore's pretty sure he immediately figured out that Salazar Slytherin, heir to the Slytherin house and fortune, could also speak parcel tongue. He could speak to snakes too. And so immediately Tom feels like he must be related to him and feels that he is better and more worthy than other people. On top of that, Tom is like super hot, and smart like they keep talking about how good looking he is i'm like okay dumbledore i get it but he's super hot and smart so he gets all of these various assorted people close to him a lot of the people are like not great some are fat some are mean some are smart some are whatever but basically this mixed bag of people end up becoming the first like group of death eaters right but they're his loyal followers anyway so harry um Harry's kind of done with Dumbledore trusting people that he shouldn't. He doesn't know why he trusted Tom and all this, but he's still listening. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. Um, he also says that that Riddle became obsessed with his parentage throughout his time at Hogwarts, which I say, aren't we all? Go to therapy, but whatever. Um, and then when he found out that his dad <laughs> didn't go to Hogwarts, he realized that he was kind of a loser. He dropped the name Riddle, and that's when he became Voldemort. And so he eventually, like... Ancestry.com's the shit out of this and finds that through a Salazar Slytherin genealogy, he is related to Marvolo Gaunt. So this name intrigues him. I've heard yes. that name. I've heard and that he, name before. He chases that name. So now we dive into the memory. Interior, the Gaunt's house. It is gross and creepy and filled with cobwebs and a hairy, disheveled man in a chair. The man slumped over, and in his one hand, he has a knife, and in the other hand, he has a wand. And then, all of a sudden, in this memory off-screen, we hear... We knock, knock! Michael, you say who's there. Who's there? You know! I do? Don't you have to say you know who. You know yeah, who. Exactly, it is you know who. Oh. It's, <laughs> it's Tom Riddle at the door. That was, that was Thank funny. Thank you. Um, anyway, so he comes in and the guy is kind of like drunken and he doesn't know. He's like, who are you? And Tom immediately speaks partial tongue to him. And they have an emotional connection, like a fist bump moment. He asks if he's Marvolo. And the guy says, no, I'm Marfin. And then Marfin's like, you look like this muggle down the street named Riddle. But he's a dick. And... Then Marfin goes off about how unhappy he is and how Tom's mom was a slut and literally he uses that word. It's not very nice. He's just not in a good Ouch. place. Yeah. So basically, not really, even though they jived on that that parcel tongue thing, it just wasn't going super well from there. And then the scene ends. That's it. That's the whole thing. Hmm. And apparently it's because Marvin can't remember anything. However, he hmm. does know that he woke up on the floor in his house alone and Marvolo's ring that he always wore was gone. Which then somehow in a weird way this gets connected to very shortly after a lady goes screaming down the street that the three riddles up the road have been murdered in their house. No. Yeah, and they don't know how it happened. And Dumbledore says you know, a Vaticadaver is untraceable. Nobody can tell. It just looks like you just died for no for no reason. So they were all absolutely Vaticadavered. On top of that, Yikes. Marfin confesses to the murders. His wand is tested, and that wand absolutely performed those three Vaticadavers. Interesting. Yes. Huh. But he's not 
I guess he I did. I guess he did it. He confessed, and the evidence is there. This is not a making in the murderer situation. Uh, mostly he's just mad that his ring is gone. Like, he's very concerned with his jewelry. But mm-hmm. obviously, Harry, you know, can connect the dots, and he says, oh, Voldemort stole the wand, performed the magic, put the wand back, obviously. And Dumbledore says, yeah, I think we can all come to that conclusion. Now we get to the good memory, or the important memory. Interior. Slughorn's office. Harry sees, well, we actually don't know it's Slughorn's office until we see, pan over to, a very young Slughorn who's slightly less bald and slightly less cumbersome. I don't know if that's the right word. Than he currently <laughs> is. Clearly they're in his office because, you know, Harry's been there before. Um, and there are also six teenage boys there, too. It's kind of weird, but fine. Everyone is in a circle. They're all talking to Slughorn. Tom Riddle is amongst those boys. And Harry notices that he is wearing a very particular piece of jewelry. Ooh. Oh, my God. It's a necklace that says, forever your sweetheart. What is that necklace that Lavender? Yeah, that yeah, is close, got right? My sweetheart? Oh. My sweetheart. Yeah, he's wearing a necklace that says my sweetheart. No. He is wearing Marvola's ring. Which means that- Voldemort's dating Lavender Brown. Yes, how did you know? <laughs> she's immortal. Oh my God, that'd be such a twist that she's like not really Whoa. young. Anyway, no, but essentially, obviously, what it means is that by this time, Voldemort has already killed- his dad and his grandparents. It's kind of fucked up. But I mean, you got to get your education. Yeah. You got to finish your school. Can't let a little <laughs> bit of familial side stop you, I guess. Anyway, so at this point, Slughorn is like, you guys got to go. But all of a sudden, in the memory, not really in the scene, but in the memory, there's this weird fog and then like a loud voiceover from Slughorn that's like, get out! everyone get out <laughs> and then it goes back to normal and nobody seems to have heard it or paid attention all the other boys leave he's like oh you're gonna you're you're gonna fail johnson and but like all the weird buddy buddy champ sport stuff and tom sort of waits around because he clearly wants to talk to slughorn so he he waits around to ask a question and he you know waits till everyone's gone and turns to slughorn and says what do you know about horcruxes and at this point <laughs> The memory goes all foggy fuzzy again. And dubbed over, Slughorn says, I don't know nothing. I'm not telling you nothing. <laughs> if you're a cop, you have to tell me. You have to tell me. <laughs> um, and then that's the end of it. That's all there is. That doesn't sound like that interesting of right? a Right? Harry's, like, Harry's like, this is pretty lame. You told me that this was the best one. I don't understand. Um, and Dumbledore says that the memory has You're clearly stupid. been tampered with. You can see the foggy part with the, like the voiceover and he tampered with it slughorn because he was ashamed of whatever he did. However, because it's such a shitty patch job, it means that the memory as it, as it was still exists in slughorn's brain. Like it is still fully intact because he did he didn't he didn't erase the memory and he didn't write over it. He just did a really shitty like whiteout situation. So Dumbledore tells Harry that his next assignment, should he choose to accept it, is to get that memory unadulterated from Slughorn. It is so important to secure the real memory that it's it's the only thing Dumbledore wants him to do. Harry's like I'm just Okay, it doesn't sound that cool, but Guess so. And he leaves. And as he's leaving, Phineas Nagellus casts a vote of zero confidence in Harry's favor and is like, that kid can't do it. He sucks. And that's the end of the chapter. Damn. Damn. Yeah. That kid's not smart. He, he did not believe. He did not believe in him. Uh, some new things. Uh, we find out that Voldemort murdered his dad and grandparents. That kind of sucks. Do we Fair. know that before? Um, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. we knew that he did that. But yeah, he just went up and straight murdered them in their house. Super, super not cool. Um, we also learned that you can alter a memory when giving them over to people. I don't know. Do you think and this is kind of? I mean, he, he didn't do a very good job of it. No, no. So that, that, that was gonna, like one of my questions was: Do you alter it 
when you're thinking it? Do you alter it when you're giving it over? Do you alter it after you've given it, like you take it out and you like basically write over it? You know, how, how does that work? And can you make it more seamless? Was that like, is how hard is it to do? It seems like it's pretty hard to do. It seems like he took it into iMovie and um, <laughs> just put some like star wipes on it. He just did like a little mask, a quick it. little mask. Yeah. <laughs> star wipe. He might have also star just wipe. like, he might have also just like wanted to believe that that's what he did after learning everything, after learning about what Voldemort does and, um, after he becomes a big daddy. Right. And then, uh, well, maybe he, he just made himself, I don't know, altered it in his brain to make himself better, feel better. Well, that was going to be one of my other questions was like, not only would you cover up your memory, but doesn't doing that make you seem more guilty? I, I understand that. I understand that he feels bad about it, but I feel like covering it up makes you seem like you're more, like it it implicates you more in the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Because I wonder of the if he like I wonder if he couldn't uh see it or something. See how it bad was it like, was? Yeah, like he doesn't have a pensive handy, so <laughs> he's like, This He's is like, fine. Oh, that wasn't great. This is totally fine. Like especially giving it to Dumbledore. Like Dumbledore's gonna see through this. It's like somebody did ADR and then just like popped it back into the movie without actually adjusting the sound levels. Or like bad, yeah, like exactly. bad, like spaghetti western dubbing. Uh, and then another thing we learned is that apparition lessons cost money, which again I was a little bit surprised over because I, along with Bajaya, was wondering about people who couldn't afford it. Maybe they have like a scholarship or something. Yeah, maybe they have. Some Do they sort say of how system. much it is? It's twelve galleons, half a wand. Okay. Aren't aren't wands hmm. twenty four galleons? There's seven, seven galleons. God, oh my god! Apparition <laughs> lessons are more. You will never. I will get never this. ever get it. But it's more than it's more than a wand. Yeah, that's yeah. expensive. Yes. It's almost Olive twice as much. Doesn't, doesn't know how to keep up with um, inflation. I, he needs to work on that. Maybe I can run his like marketing and social media accounts. That's true. You could. Anyway, well, um, thank. Any Thank you for yeah, your chapter. no problem. Thanks, guys. Yeah, great job. Y'all want to really nailed it. Y'all want to go meet a friend? I would love yes, to. Yes, that'd be super cool. Key. All right, let's go. This week, we have a special guest that is near and dear to our heart. It's Jeff Tian. Hey, Jeff. Hi. How you doing? Woo! How's Jeff? it going, bud? I was going to say near and dear to my feet. <laughs> um, Jeff is, uh, is special in that he's the only guest we've ever had on that has saved one of our lives. So, um, I was going uh, to say he's the only guest we've had that one of us has bled on. To my that's knowledge. True too. That's not true. That's not true. Definitely blood on Bajaya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should tell that story really quick, I think. I feel like we've told it, but it's one of my well, favorites. Well, shut up, Sarah. Tell oh. it again. So, it was a dark and stormy geekly con. <laughs> and we were doing karaoke. And Bajaya wanted to unite our houses in karaoke. In, in the only way... That two houses can truly be united. And we went to go sing Backstreet Boys. In fact, uh, it was... Wait, which Backstreet Boys song was it? Um, I Want It That Way. I think it was... Yeah, it was I Want It That Way. And uh, and I got really into it. And <laughs> I feel like this, there, I, there's like a flashback that has to be inserted into this story. <laughs> and that was about... Uh, a week or two prior, I had been washing dishes and a, I knocked a glass container on my floor and it split open and it cut open my foot. And instead of going to the hospital, because I didn't want to have to pay f- to go to the hospital, I just talked to my friend and I super glued my foot shut and it was doing great. But I just went way too hard on Backstreet Boys because you cannot go... 50, 80%. You have to go 100%. And mm-hmm. uh, halfway through, I was like, oh man, my foot feels wet. 
And I was looking down, and I had also had a couple of beverages. (laughs) And I was like, well, if I'm bleeding, the show must go on. And then the song was over, and the lights came up, and there was blood everywhere. Um, In the middle of singing, I was like, your foot is bleeding. We have to stop. And she was like, it's fine. It's fine. You have to finish the show. (laughs) The show must go on. I mean, that's the level of commitment I will deliver to any and all of my endeavors, but especially karaoke. And uh, and and we're and like, is there a doctor in the house? And Jeff was like, yeah. And then he was like, did crazy field medicine and put like this crazy concoction on my foot and bandaged it up. And I I lived to tell another tale. And um and it was a it was a happy memory for me. The best part of the story is that you guys won the whole karaoke event. That's right. We definitely won it. We definitely didn't come in third. Did we come in third or fourth? <laughs> I think you were second. No. Yeah, we, were we I second? You beat we up the well. marriage proposal. You beat the marriage proposal, I, but even your blood I bled my own Matt's. blood. Yeah, goddammit, Matt, for making those words up. Can I can I do good. a quick can I do like a really quick coda to this story? I was in Hawaii a couple weeks ago. And many weeks ago now, if you're listening to this podcast, and I and I did surfing one day, and it's like it was really fun, but the board is pretty rough, and it's kind of rough on like on your legs and your feet, and I cut my foot really like I cut both my feet like eh, not so great, um, but I was like ah oh, they'll be fine, and then we were on this tour, and uh, we had a bus driver, and we went to go to this like little hidden waterfall that was on this road, and he gives giving us this warning, and he's like. Hey, guys, be really careful on the lava rocks because they're pretty sharp or they can be really jagged and they're they're known for carrying staph in them. Like you could get a staph infection. <laughs> oh, so if you, you didn't have f- Jeff there. And she's like, so if he's like, so if you cut your foot, just let me know so we can take care of it. So I get in the water, I'm totally fine. As I'm getting out, I whack my foot. But I didn't actually cut myself. I just reopened all of my surfing wounds and I was bleeding (laughs) all over. And he was like, "Uh, I'll just pour hydrogen peroxide on it. In my head, I was like, that doesn't even really work. That just gets cut stuff out of the abrasion. abrasion." And the whole, like literally the rest of the trip, my dad was like, do you have staff? Are you okay? Do you have staff? And he had he checked made me check my foot every single morning, and he like would clean it out for me. And I was like, Dad, I, I'm 31. I got this. And he's like, No. <laughs> and my foot is still here, guys. <laughs> but it I now have additional scars on that I same exact. It's the same foot. Is what is that? What is that movie where like the people all are supposed to die, but they don't, and then they Final people. Destination. It, yeah, you've got Final Destination, is- <laughs> but just for your feet. <laughs> my foot it's specifically my right foot it is the it's the same one that's hilarious anyway Man. so you and weren't there for the, me Jeff. Is the how dare I, you I, that is the dare i learned that day i learned that was it um what did you what spice did you use jeff oh i used cayenne pepper and honey together yeah <laughs> to create a i was like oh, wait that's what thing. that's what he used on my foot this is not a thing that i heard so yeah you, because you, because he told me it heals like this which podcast listeners can't see but it's more of like a v going v? down as opposed to this which is like a pyramid like a v going up so it's like it's a better heal it helps your skin go <laughs> is that correct <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's um, cayenne pepper for various reasons helps with wound healing and the and really? combined combined with honey. It actually is uh, part of the nerdy reason why I want to talk about potions. It's because it's sort of this that sort of thing is. It, um, Jeff, what a good se- what a good segue. That was like a plus plus segue. <laughs> I know. You. I was gonna say that too. Yeah, because that sort of field medicine is um, well. A bit of background, as you guys mentioned, I'm a physician, but my specialty was in is in um, traditional medicine. So I use, um, so I'm a licensed acupuncture doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. So I studied huh. a lot of er- herbology, and then my past and in the past life, I was a biochemist. So, um, and what's that's fun, wild. In the first, the very first Harry Potter book that I read, that was. That just came out because I read all the I read all five in a row, and then the the first what book that came out new to me was the Half Blood Prince, and that came out oh, okay. while I was in uh, medical school, 
So like, sounds like perfect. Yeah, and well, it's funny is it like I said, it talked a whole bunch about herbology, which I associated with chemistry, and then I literally had classes in school called herbology <laughs> and how to mix and how to mix like weird herbs, herbs That's together. That's awesome. Wow. And then you spent all that money on your degree, and it helped you st- heal a person's foot who had been doing karaoke too hard. <laughs> So that's exactly now, what the knowledge is for. That's now, <laughs> Do you just have like a utility belt that has like honey and cayenne pepper in it, or how does? How no, does that he work? was he was like a doctor. He was like somebody called down to the front desk. Oh yeah, and that was what was cool. Was I had none of? I mean, I literally had none of those things available. I didn't. I, one of the few things I thought places I thought I'd be called. To do anything would be at karaoke in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> so, um, I was That's literally, where you messed up. Yeah, I was unprepared. And then when I got called and looked, and I sort of just made a, made a joke to, um, to Rob. It was like, man, if only I had, the, if only I had these two things, right? Or, a kit, or super glue, which I didn't think of at the time. But he's, then Rob Gillespie was like, all right, I'll be back. And three minutes later, he brings back both. He's like, are you serious? <laughs> it was great. I it was think exactly if we what were I needed. at the hotel in St. Louis, I we would venture to guess. <laughs> well, I venture to guess I also, that they would I not also have those been, things. I also would have been a lot more concerned about like getting lockjaw or something too. <laughs> but but our delightful hotel in Columbus, just right there. So what um what did you want to talk about about potions? Well, potions is one of those is one of the few subjects that they went through deep, that they spent almost besides divination spent nearly an entire book on yeah mm-hmm. and besides saying it's just magic it's one of the few subjects they can uh, yeah that, that can be equivalent to um real world it's real world chemistry or mm. herbology it's it's a mixture of things it's you know mixing things so yeah it so- actually seems helpful as opposed to like maybe runes right now, like a lot of the uh, ingredients were sort of fanciful ingredients, but there were also, I guess, some other like real ingredients. Is that right? Yeah, actually, I'm trying to remember. He meant a lot of the ingredients that they mentioned were real. Um, in the very first book, when they talk about the drought of living death, like powdered wormwood, asphodel, or and something else. Those are all actual. Now those are those are magical. Okay, now what are the real ones? No, those are actual. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the powdered worm thing is real? Wormwood, wormwood? asphodel, and aconite. Oh, wormwood. Yeah, okay. are all actual herbs and used in various, uh, both various materia medica in all over That's the world. That's cool. Do you, so, do you think? Do you think then that that uh, J.K. did actual research into? like more traditional medicine to get all of that stuff I think, it, or do you feel like that yeah i uh no that's what that's one of the nerdy things i thought about while i read the book because i think she did like the um the wolfsbane potion you know is a um is an actual plant it's it's it cloak in england it's called wolfsbane but it's aconite it's aconite and it's a poison like in used in, oh, large, no. used in large amounts so hunters in the Middle Ages, in those times when they discovered that, would actually coat their um, coat their arrows in aconite because it's t- wow. And huh. That would be used to uh, as a poison to hunting predators like wolves. Hence the name wolfsbane. Whoa! Oh, wow. I need to like coat my like the bottom of my stilettos in that. So if somebody tries <laughs> to attack me, let's take off my shoe and be like, Wolfsbane. You do out of with the number of uh injuries you get in your feet, I don't know if having poison <laughs> near them would be you know a what? great you know idea. What? Fair. Fair point. Fair point. Also you've already spent like two out of your nine leg lives. You need to <laughs> I, you need to start the rest. That's fair. All of these are fair points. If you could make any of the Harry Potter potions that you have read about so far in real life, what would you like it? Which one would you like it to be real? Which one would you like to be real? Um, definitely Felix Felicis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh man. But it also says to not take it all the time because you take stupid risks like cutting your foot on lava rocks. 
yeah, it, you would take stupid risks, and I would imagine it would also be very that that sort of concoction would be pretty taxing on the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. wouldn't be something you'd want to take a lot of anyway, because it you know it's like taking steroids like all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or performance yeah, enhancing you, drugs. Could you get like a like? Could you get like roid rage, but for like Felix Felicius, it'd be like the Felicius, like yeah, or what like fierceness. Or Fury, Felix Fury, just like hurt a whole bunch of people. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I I guess you'd become, you know, overconfident, right? Like they say in the books, you would, um, you'd be taxing. So do you think that you'd be like the best? Do you think that like you, would potions be your best class, do you think? Yeah, potions or herbology, because they'd end up related. Okay, Mandrake is like a real thing, right? Yeah. Mandragora. But it doesn't involve screaming babies. But no. does it okay. look like a screaming baby? I think yeah. it does, right? It, do- it does. That's where the it's um it that's where the name comes from. The root of the mandrake looks somewhat like a it's like a human, like a something. You know, it's got you know two roots and two feet, <laughs> like four roots that their oh. arms and feet. So it looks vaguely, if you use your imagination, you know, like a man. That's the like, name. I, like a creepy mandrake. baby. Yeah. I had no idea that that was why they called it that. Huh. Mandrake. I just remember Pan, it's like under the bed in Pan's Labyrinth looking real creepy. Gotta check under your bed for mandrakes. Oh, in stories about stories in European mythology about mandrakes and screaming mandrakes and it's um, the way it grows or where you find it and what it does when you consume it because it's also kind of poisonous oh, <laughs> yeah, what happens when you consume it yeah uh, it's uh, i can't tell you off the top of my head right now actually it's not one i'm familiar with but i know it's one that's not um it, it's not something you should be eating a lot of or um but it can be used as a medicine much like wolfsbane does anything is gotcha. either poison or a medicine depending on dosage and how it's used which is why the subject, very true uh, subject of potion you know what jeff i don't i don't appreciate you telling me what i can and cannot eat a lot of <laughs> <laughs> Let me make my own mistakes. Don't mandrake shame me. I will eat all the mandrake I want. Jai, you go. You go ahead. You uh, you you eat all the mandrake. I, I think that makes Michael complicit in murder. So, <laughs> yeah. What I'm trying to think of other interesting. What are some of the other interesting real life things that showed up in potions? I, I, I remember. I recently heard that like. Eye of Newt isn't actually Eye of Newt. It's like some plant that they just refuse to refer to as Eye of Newt or something like that. Oh. I could be make I could be making that up a lot. No, but you're, it's, th- it's it's uh that sounds correct. But all the a lot of those uh, I don't fa- remember what it was. But I feel like I feel like there must be like a lot of that going on. You know? No, that's literally how all of it's that's how all of that um came to be is. I mean, the people back then studying this stuff, or you imagine the wizards back then studying this stuff, didn't know, right? They would just oh, it's it's ta- yeah, yeah it's mustard it's mustard happens. seed. <laughs> it's mustard seed, by the way. Is I have newt. I have newt mustard seed. Mm. Oh, that, yeah. Are you also really? are you also on HowStuffWorks.com? <laughs> um, I am actually. I was like, no, it's at the top of the thing, but it says it's from HowStuffWorks.com, verified by several other sources. Interesting. But still. That's kind of that's kind of fascinating, though, too, because you know a lot of the witchy stuff. You're like, that's what it is, but it's not. I have new one of the most famous uh, witch potion things. They well, just I mean, like must- makes mustard it- makes mustard makes everything taste better. That's that makes true. me feel better because I was like, they're just killing all these newts. No, yeah, <laughs> they're only taking the eyes. Yeah, they're not using the rest of them. You got to use the whole newt. It's something they call doctrine of signature. Back in the day, it's, it's if something. What's that mean? It's used. It was used in old school herbology. This type of herbology Rowling drew from. Doctrine of signature is if something looks like something else, then it'll treat like consuming it or using it will treat. Right, like oh, like like this this pomegranate looks like your heart, and therefore, if you eat pomegranate, it will hurt, it will help your heart. That's exactly that's, like that. that's that. That's exactly it. It's uh. That's wild. Yeah. That was really interesting. What part of my body looks like a wine glass? <laughs> Your stomach. Now, now, Jeff, what, Jeff, what does uh, <laughs> boom slang skin do in the real world? That's totally fake. 
<laughs> what? Boom slang skin. Damn. It, it, uh, it clears your acne. Uh, no, that's Bubo tuber pus. That's true. That's true. Michael, that's also fake. What? No, it's not. Stop. What did that guy sell me then? <laughs> <laughs> just regular pus. <laughs> just regular <laughs> pus. I bought pus from a guy in the metro. Oh no! Oh, no. That's probably why your wound didn't heal. <laughs> you joke about that. That's probably why she put that in there. Like, okay, so the same issue of Doctrine of Signature, right? Boomslang skin. So boomslang doesn't matter. It's whatever magical creature, but skin is the is the thing. Right, so mm. skin, do the doctrine of signature, skin. Skin is your outer coating, right? And oh, so, so it helps. Right. If you do something with skin, it helps your skin. Yep. So boom slang skin was a rare ingredient for potion. polyjuice potion. What does polyjuice yeah, potion do? Yeah. It changes your outer appearance. So, Oh, damn. Would be, so the whole idea of the biology is, okay, you put in skin in there, you mix it into the potion, therefore you take on those properties. That's how the, the, in the old days people came up with medicines and food. <laughs> I mean, is it any crazier than having like bile and phlegm and whatever the other two things were in your body? I don't know. Probably not that much crazier. It actually sounds like it makes more sense. Um yellow bile yes. and black bile, maybe? So so what does asphodel do again? That's where Thor lives. <laughs> I'm just looking at the draft of living death. Because it's got uh, powdered root of asphodel, infusion of wormwood, valerian sprigs, sloth brain. Mm. Um, and I imagine sloth brain is, you know, sl- its sloths are slow. So. so it's slowing you right down. Um, and then juice of a uh, sopharis bean. So, so I don't know. I don't know what those are, but there are a lot of those on the Harry Potter Wizards United app. I'm like, I don't need another sophorus bean or whatever. I have 40 million. The asphodel doesn't actually have any uh, medicinal value, but in mythology, I I don't just know that's on top of my head, by the way. I did look it up. uh, (laughs) No, just pretend you don't have the top of your head. It's fine. No, in mythology, the asphodel has often been associated with death um it was used it's mentioned okay. in the greek um in the greek myth of persephone with persephone and hades so oh no in, in various poetry and mythology yeah it's associated with death therefore it was put in the drought of living death which also probably <clears> means <throat> why that probably means that plant is probably fairly poisonous and no one should eat it <laughs> <laughs> again jeff uh, don't tell me what i can and can't eat god this is what will happen if you eat too much of it. It is up to you whether you listen to it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Should I listen to the doctor? Fair. I don't know. Fair. Now listen to me, the foot disaster. <laughs> the foot disaster? <laughs> that should, that's Man. what your Twitter bio should say. That's, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it today, and people are going to look at this months from now when I mention it, and then they're going to see it. Um, <laughs> looking at. WebMD, everyone's favorite website. Oh, no. Do you have Worm- cancer, Michael? I, I do have cancer, but it's okay because Wormwood is uh, pretty much does it all, according to this. It uh, helps upset stomach, gallbladder disease, intestinal spasms, treats fever, liver disease, depression, muscle pain, memory loss, and worm is infections. It, oh, isn't Wormwood, though, isn't that what they used? Am I making... I'm, can't, I might be getting the wrong kind of wood, but isn't that the the wood that they used in absinthe that if you didn't yes. distill it property, properly, that's when you would have like the right. crazy hallucinations? But, Which is so, why like now when you have absinthe, that doesn't matter because they don't distill it improperly and it just tastes like gross licorice. Yeah. Now, it also increases sexual desire. Because um, you're tripping can, balls. <laughs> and can stimulate sweating. <laughs> I'm sure this is all real. And totally cool. Well, I guess if you're like, you know, dying, you might be sweating a little bit. Sure. I don't know. Anyway, fascinating. Um, so we I also I'm very interested to know what your thoughts are on the Fantastic Beast movies. Well, the first one I enjoyed I liked a lot. It was uh, and for the reason that it was absolute, it wasn't like the Harry Potter movies. 
Mm-hmm. Because the Harry Potter movies are like are great, but they showed the main heroes were um, children and people learning how to use magic. So right. what was in the world was focused around you know school life. What was cool about Fantastic Beasts is sort of gave a look at what life was like, what the Wizarding World outside of Hogwarts, outside of school, and how you know people interacted then, and how magic was, and how they used, and how adults use magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a much, much um, more adult vibe to it, right? Like, it has a much grittier feel to it, and it was shot that way and stuff, too. Yeah. And, you know, the, it, it actually, that story was cool. I love that. Yeah, I love that movie. But then when um, the second movie just, there were a lot of things I just didn't like. It just seemed, it was one of the few movies that I walked out saying, like, whoa, that just, I didn't really like that like you know like enjoy it very much what just happened like i just paid for that i'm mad and i watched i like the second movie better than the first one oh Oh fight 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 no why did you like it better i I she's a big johnny depp fan Ugh. no um why why couldn't they just have like colin farrell be him for the whole thing I thought the first movie was good. I enjoyed it. But I think, like, the the universe got bigger. Like, the story is more fleshed out. There's, like, more conflict. And, like, uh, also kind of mirrors what's going on in the world right now. So, I don't know. It was just, it was, I liked it. But, I mean, I also liked the first one. So, I won't, I won't beat you up just yet. Is there another, there's got to be another one, right? Yeah, there's a. I think it's a trilogy, it's right? Supposed it's supposed to be five movies. Series. It's supposed to be five, five movies. Oh my yeah. god, I'm <laughs> too old for that. That's so many movies. It's a lot of movies. Well, oh, I better, know. I better catch up. Huh. Is Eddie is Eddie Redmayne in all of them? I believe so because he's the writer of. Well, he's uh plays Newt's commander who writes Fantastic yes. Beasts. That I that I that I do know. Yeah, so he's the hero. He's the hero now. Well, what I didn't like about the f- things I didn't like about the second one was how it treated a lot of the character, <laughs> like the characterization from the first movie to the second one. A lot of them were like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> None of them seemed to be acting the same as they as they were in the first one. Yeah, I'm trying not to, you know, I'm trying to avoid spoilers <laughs> and such. But I think I, that's part of the reason I liked it because, like, it let the characters develop more instead of just being like, "Oh." Oh, this person's always nice, and this person's always happy. But to each their own, I guess. I don't have a lot to contribute to this, but I respect both your opinions. <laughs> I don't like what's the actor Eddie Redmayne. I don't. I don't think he's great. Really? Yeah. Oh, I like. That's I like Eddie and, Redmayne. That's where me and Sarah are going to disagree. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to talk about Eddie Redmayne. He he needs a little bit more confidence as Newt. But uh, but he's a good actor. Did you see the I mean, Dan- did you see the Danish girl? He was excellent in that movie. Yeah, like I mean, that's definitely the character he's playing. I think he does a good job of it. But I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a me problem. He was but, also uh, a very good Stephen Hawking in uh, the Theory of Everything. Oh, I could see I that. I didn't too. watch that. That's a ve- it's a, it's a delightful movie. It's not like the best movie I've ever seen, but it's a good one. This is Sarah's movie corner. <laughs> uh, all the actors in it all the actors in it do great it, it, in both movies it's just you know my per- it's just yeah personal uh, feelings of how the story went or how they treated some of the characters it just didn't you know particularly like I in particular didn't did it not wasn't a big fan of um, Zoe Kravitz uh, Kravitz's story mm. backstory mm. Yeah. yeah that was I yeah. thought that was pretty icky so I also thought it was kind of weird that they made like the one Korean person, the one like Asian person, a snake, like forever. That seems weird. <laughs> oh, that was, seems, that's seems a less whole, than good. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> that's a no. That's a whole other can of snakes. I no. think like I think one of the things that I've learned about myself during this podcast is that I don't love J.K.'s movies as much as I love her books. I I think she's. Very good author, but I don't know. I agree, and I feel like, I feel, I like some, I mean, the Harry Potter movies are still fun to watch for me, 
Um, the books are obviously better. And that's usually the case when I read a book versus when I see a movie. But I feel like the newer ones, even when, like, I can look at them separately as, like, separate things, but they don't quite capture the same Harry Potter essence and love mm-hmm. as as I get from even the the, the Harry Potter movies, the, not the Harry Potter, like, universe movies. There's that stark perspective of these are coming out now in this new hell world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. For sure. And, all, and we, we're, think... we're more aware of some problematic behaviors now than, that, than, right. than we are were then. And some of them are still pretty stark, which is my, <laughs> in the latest movies, which is usually, which is my biggest complaint about it. Fair point. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for stopping by. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, thanks for coming and talking about Pochance with us. Thank you for um, backing us on Kickstarter. Yeah. Thank you for saving my foot from being amputated. And I, I hope that uh, we get to hang out again before next GeeklyCon. I really enjoyed our LA trip. It was fun hanging out. Let's brag a little bit, Michael. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a good time where me and Jeff hung out and talked about how you guys suck. Oh my goodness. I don't think Jeff would do that to us. Yeah, probably not. You would. Probably. I would, for sure. Uh, Jeff, where can we find you on the Twitters? Oh, I am at Tienicus, at T-I-E-N-I-C-U-S, and I'm mostly there talking to ge- talking about nerdy stuff and to geek, please. <laughs> well, that is perfect. What's better than that? That's like our, that's our audience, man. That's our shit. Well, awesome. um, hopefully we'll, well see you Well, thank you so soon. much, Jeff. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Keep your feet out of harm's way. Bye. Thanks, you. Thanks, thanks, you guys. Thanks. editor is Mitch Cahill. Our artwork was done by Jesse Carlton and our music was done by Sean Fagan. I know you want to help us out, so why don't you head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And also, send us an email so we can talk to you. You can do that by emailing us at potterpod at geeklyinc.com. Hey, I know you all want to keep talking to us, so find us on Twitter at potterpod. I'm Michael and you can find me at thriftynerd. I'm Sarah, and you can find me at Her Lady Tompkins. And I'm Bajaya, and you can find me at Ethnic Ninja. What's Are up? You? What's up? 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 What's